0: Now we are moving on to some interesting notes from the K'tsot HaKoshin, again, one of the com- very important commentaries on Shulchan Aruch Khoshen Mishpat, uh, regarding this issue of Edna Sadaian. And he has a very interesting analysis of the reasons why Ain Edna Sadaian. So we mentioned, some say we learned it out from certain verses, like the Amdu Shnei Anashim L'Fnei Hashem, in other words, that uh, the Psukim seem to indicate that the Edim and the Dayanim are two separate people. However, one of the other witnesses which Tosfot mentioned was that the Eidim cannot serve as Dayanim because then they would not accept Hazama. In other words, Hazama again is the process by which we prove that the Eidim have testified falsely and therefore we hold them accountable um, for having testified falsely and they receive whatever punishment is that equivalent to what they were trying to, uh, uh, to do to the person they were testifying against. And here, if the adim themselves are serv- serving as dayanim they would not accept the process of azamah, which would in essence be a process which goes directly against them for, because they were the ones serving as adim. And if you'll recall, Tosfot quoted that reason, but then rejected it because they said, who says the process of azamah would have to go in front of this beidin? We could go to another beidin and initiate the process of azamah against them in front of other Day'anim, in other words, to prove that they had testified falsely. So, the Ksota in a very clever way tries to resolve that question and tries to explain why it would not be able, why we would not be able to make this process of doing Hazama against them in another Beidin. Why that why that possibility that also raised that we would do this process of Hazama in another Beidin? Why that that doesn't work? And he explains it as follows. So he, to to understand what he says, we need a little bit of explanation about how Hazama works. What is aidim zobabim? so the way it works is as follows if witnesses let's say come and testify that somebody owes somebody let's say a thousand dollars okay now we prove that they testified falsely so we do to them we do to them whatever it is they were trying to do they had lied to try to do to the person they were testifying against so in this case they were testifying to make somebody liable to pay a thousand dollars and once it is proven that they had testified falsely, we would punish them in the same way, and we would make them we would make them pay a thousand dollars as a fine to that person because that's what they were trying to uh, do to him to make him pay a thousand dollars. Now there is a condition that we only punish the Idimza Mamim only if it was discovered that they had testified falsely after the beidin had already ruled in accordance with their testimony. In other words, for example, so if the Aiden come and testify that somebody owes a $1,000, and before the beidin has even ruled based on their testimony, we discovered they had testified falsely, they would not be liable to pay, even though obviously their testimony would be discarded, they would not be liable to pay a $1,000. Why? Because even though they had testified falsely, it's sort of their testimony didn't bear fruit yet in the sense that the beydin never ended up actually ruling based on their testimony however if they testify that this person owes a thousand dollars and then the Baidin ruled upon their testimony that this person indeed owes a thousand dollars and only then it was discovered that they had testified falsely that is where that is the case where they are now liable and they receive that same punishment which they sought to do to the person they had testified against and that is the case that they will have to pay thousand dollars. that's what we say In other words, they only become liable for punishment for their false testimony. if there was Gamardin, in other words, the Beidine had ruled based on their testimony. okay? So now thestahoshan says, let's 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 see what happens here if we would allow an aide to become a dayan. And again, we said that there each aid, whenever somebody testifies, there has to be a potential of a duchata that we would make him liable to pay for his false testimony if it was discovered that he had testified falsely. So the Ksota Khoshan says, let's try to play out the case, as Tosfo described, that we will do the Hazaman a different beidin. So these witnesses testify in front of a beidin that this person owes, owes, owes $1,000. Then these witnesses themselves, or one of them, become a dayan on the case. And they also rule that this person owes $1,000. Now we have other witnesses that come to prove that they have testified falsely. So now they won't be be able to come to this beidin to prove that because here one of the edin themselves is serving as a dayan. So he certainly can't accept testimony which is related to him. So they will need to go to another beidin. So they will go to another beidin and they will prove that these witnesses have testified falsely. Now the Ketzot says actually two things will occur. Besides proving that one of the Edim the had testified falsely, that would also disqualify the previous Beidim. Because here, one of the Edim was also serving as the Dayan. So it won't just disqualify the testimony of the Edim, it would also disqualify the Beidim itself, which had ruled on the case based on their testimony. Because now it proves that one of the Dayanim had served as a false witness. So that certainly disqualifies him from serving as a Dayan. So that, in a sense, would negate the ruling of the beydin based on the testimony of these false witnesses because now one of the the dayanim itself who was one of the false witnesses you know he's now disqualified retroactively from serving as a dayan so by negating that beydin In essence, that negates the ruling of the Beydin, and that will cause an effect that we will not be able to punish the Edim. Why? Because we can only punish the the Edim Zomimim for their false testimony if, as we said, it bore fruit and a Beydin ruled based on their testimony. Now, in this case, even though a Beydin ruled on their testimony, that ruling of the Beydin would be retroactively nullified, and therefore it will turn out as if, no beidin ever ruled based on the testimony of these edim zomemim of these false witnesses, and therefore we would not be able to punish them. That's why the Ktzot HaChoshen says the idea of the Tosafot that we will do the hazama process another beidin will not work. We will never be able to find them liable if the aid had himself the service does because that would disqualify not only his testimony but also his ruling. And therefore he says the Ktzot HaChoshen that's why this is a good reason not to allow an aide to serve as a dayan because that would in essence prevent the process of hazama from every year occurring